morning by looking at uh, five, we won't look at all five of them today, but there are five statements of faith about Moses. We had done Abraham last week. We looked at his uh, descendants, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, and now we come uh, to Moses. Starting in verse 23 of chapter 11. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Choices. We all have to make choices in this life, and some choices are mundane, uh, like what are we going to eat for breakfast, what clothes will we put on, uh, when will I go to bed, Uh, Others are of greater consequence. What will I spend my money on? What will I do for a living? How will I uh, choose to raise my kids? But uh, the thing about our choices tells us or informs the people around us something about us. Uh, I like to eat bacon and eggs for breakfast. That tells you something about me, that I like bacon and eggs. Um, Some people like to eat vegetables. Uh, Maybe some people like to wear blue shirts more than they like to wear red shirts. Or some people like to get a lot of sleep while others thrive on little sleep. Uh, Other things of great importance tell people uh, something about you. What do you value? Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? What do you cherish? Are you a hard worker? Do you value hard work? And so we have to ask ourselves, what are our choices tell others about us it's it's something we have to learn as we grow up it's something i try to teach my children the the choices you make show people what's important to you are you caring or and loving or do you value self or do you value others are you generous or are you stingy and mean we come here today and we see the choice of Moses. Uh, we begin by looking at these five statements of by faith Moses. And Moses is this great arguing point for the writer of Hebrews. Because from the very beginning, what has the writer of Hebrews been arguing? Don't give up Christ in favor of Moses. They wanted to return to the faith or to the, the, the religion, I should say, of Moses to abandon Christ and return to the law. And the writer again points to them and says, look at Moses. Moses was for Christ, not for himself, not for his own power, not for his own position, Uh, Moses understood something that we've been trying to grasp and remember the whole of the letter. Moses understood that Jesus was better. Better than what? Everything. Everything. Jesus is better than everything, and Moses got that. And so by faith, 
he was able to make these choices. And so we're going to see three things this morning. Moses' choice, Moses' faith, and Moses' consideration. Moses' choice, his faith, and consideration. Let's begin by looking at Moses' choice. Faith always makes itself known through the choices that we make. We say we believe in God, that we believe in Jesus. Is that reflected in the things that we choose to do or not do? Uh, The event that is being focused on here uh, is specifically an event that we just got finished looking at in Sunday school. Uh, Moses was about 40 years old, and he had to make a choice. Will I live in Pharaoh's court to be considered a son of Pharaoh, or will I live with Israelites, these people who were considered slaves? What choice will he make? Acts 7.22 says this about Moses. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deed. <laughs> Moses knew what it meant to be an Egyptian, what kind of power and position he could be in. So would he go with Egypt or would he go with the slaves? The reality is that saying no is not something that we like to hear. This is true throughout our life. Uh, I, I don't think I realized as an adult, I, until I was adult, how much as children, I, and I look back and I realize I'm not that different than my children. I, I hated hearing no. Because it's funny, with my children, I can, if they ask me ten things, if I say nine times yes, but then I say no once, it's like I never said yes ever. Ugh, why can't we? I want to do that. Why? We hate hearing no, right? We want to be told yes all the time. Moses here said no. No to, to embracing Pharaoh in that life. He was giving up much by siding with Israel. Think about all that he had to gain. He was going to be close to what was considered deity. Pharaoh was considered a god. And being close to Pharaoh, he could have power, he could have position, he could enjoy all the pleasures of sin that Pharaoh's court offered. He would have the treasures of Egypt. And he says no to all of that in favor of what? And you would think, well, it must have been so much better the thing he gave up for, right? It must have been even more powerful or more riches or more pleasures. No. He gave all that up for the privilege of being mistreated with the people of God. He gave all of it up to share in disgrace. Charles Spurgeon says it this way. Oh, Moses, if you must need join with Israel, there is no present reward for you. You have nothing to gain but all to lose. You must do it out of pure principle, out of love to God, out of full persuasion of the truth. For the tribes have no honor or wealth to bestow. You will receive affliction, and that is all. You will be called a fool, 
and people will think that they have good reason for so doing. The same is true for us today. When people look at Christians, when the world looks at Christians, they look at us and I think they go, why? Why would you give up all of this for a set of rules and regulations that all they're there for is to keep you from having fun? For keep you from doing what you want to do? And this is what Jesus says that it means to be a Christian. It said, Matthew 8, 20, and Jesus said to them, foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And then in Luke 14, 33, so therefore any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Being a disciple of Jesus is to lose everything, to give up everything, to give up our family name. If we have a name to give up, uh, any inheritance we have on this earth to give up any power you give up any and it doesn't mean always that that means looking like oh well if i'm going to follow christ i have to physically give it up it means are you where what are you clinging on to what are you willing to give up to gain christ this is the great great chapter of the whole or the great question of all of chapter 11 what are you willing to give up to gain Christ? Are you willing to give up power, position, possessions? And then question informs our answer. It's that same question given to the rich young ruler, right? What must I do to be saved? Sell everything you have. Give it away. Follow me. And what was the rich young ruler's response? He went away sad. Why did he go away sad? Because he was wealthy. What did it mean to give up, to follow Christ? To give up everything. He wasn't willing to do it. Or what are we willing to give up? To possess Christ. This question informs who we are. Our choice informs where we trust. But I think to understand this question, we also have to look to Christ and what he has given up for us. Well, we remember in this season, the incarnation. Uh, we remember Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus born in a manger, and we can easily forget in that what Christ is doing. Christ, who is eternal, who is infinite, who is always in perfect communion with the Father, humbled himself. Philippians, Paul tells us in Philippians that he self-limited himself by taking on flesh. Jesus walking around like you or I. He gave up the glories of heaven, the fellowship of his father. He limited himself, but not only that, he came to a people who would reject him. He came to a world that would reject him. He was stricken, smitten, and afflicted. And he did all of this out of his love for us. That is what we gain. 
That is what we gain when we give up all else and follow after Jesus. We gain everything. Do our choices show we value this or do we or do our choices show that we value this world? How could Moses How could Moses make a choice like this? How could he do it? How could he give up everything and go side with the Israelites? The answer that we see over and over again in this text is that he did it by faith. This is the second thing we're going to look at, Moses' faith. What would cause Moses to make a choice like this? The people of God were enslaved. The Egyptians held the power, but Yahweh was the true God. And by faith, Moses was able to see this. By the faith of his parents who taught him who kept and protected him, who put him into the Nile. He understood something, that he didn't have to fear Pharaoh, that he could trust in God for everything. Do we trust in the Lord for our provision? Does that trust change the way we act? interesting because it's one thing to say I trust in God I trust in God but I just need to have this nest egg and if I can just work harder and I can get this nest egg built up and if I just have this and if I just have that and if I just if I just if I just do we trust in the provision of God do we give freely to others do we show the world and those around us where our faith is? Moses rested and trusted on the providence of God, on his promises. And so he chose by faith to identify with this destitute people. Are we willing to give up all? Do we have a faith that so instructs us that we're willing to give up that power and position, that money, that possessions, that pleasures of all kinds? Are we willing to give up all these things because of the faith that we have in him? We must respond in faith. It's only by faith that we can choose what the world sees as weak as helpless and trust me if you spend any time with someone who is truly hostile to the church talk to them they see you as an idiot as a fool it's foolishness to follow what you're doing and we can be tempted at times to look at a world around us that doesn't appear that God is in control or that he has the power. It's easy to look around us and see that what God calls evil flourishing, that those who cheat, those who lie, that those who deceive get ahead and have great success. That they do so with no regard for the consequences 
And the question in the face of all of this, of all that's going on around us, is do we have faith and trust in the Lord? Or do we have trust in his promises? Even when things look hard, we need to fear him and not this world. It is a good thing to be with the people of God. That's what Moses understood. It was a good thing to be with Israel, to side with Israel, God's people. Even when things look hard, we share together in the affliction of Christ. And the question is, I think, how do we get there? How do, how do we, by faith, make these choices? And the writer here gives us the answer to this. How did Moses make this choice? Verse 26, he considered. He considered. We have to really understand what that word is. He considered, just that word alone is, is that means he looked at both things. He set them beside one and each other. Egypt, Pharaoh, riches. God, his people, suffering. He set them beside each other. He considered them. And what conclusions did he come to? Well, it says here, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. Moses weighed the cost versus the reward. He put them side by side and by faith, he chose Christ. He chose the reproach that came with Christ. He considered that as greater than anything that Pharaoh and Egypt had to offer. He put them side by side and said, Yahweh is greater than Pharaoh. Yahweh is better, even though the world would consider him a fool. <clears throat> Moses looked in the world and said, all that you are is temporary. All that you are is fleeting. We're in a time now where, if you come to my house, the tree's starting to fill out underneath. And the problem is that we can be tempted in this time uh, to take a twist on a popular Christmas tune. We've made our list. We've checked them twice. If we don't get what we want, will we be naughty or nice? How often on yeah, thanks, Rusty. Rusty was laughing over me. How often on Christmas morning, if we are, don't get what we want, we, we get upset and disappointed. You didn't get me what I wanted. We value so much greater the, the, the riches of this world. How we act, how we respond shows us what we value. Are we hesitant to share in the suffering of Christ so that we can share in the, and possess the pleasures of this world? Moses understood that Christ was better than all else. So he fled from what the world saw as good and he chose to obey and serve God. And some may say, well, what about that those times you're called to serve worldly authorities. And there are times where we are called into position where we're to serve governments and other things. 
And the question we must ask is, are we honoring God or are we betraying God? Are we loving neighbor or or are we exploiting them? Moses knew that he could not serve the gods of Egypt. He could not serve Pharaoh who called himself divine. So he chose to be mistreated. But there's something else that I don't want us to move over too quickly. Because if, if you're paying attention here, it says he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. And you go, Daniel, how can the writer of Hebrews say that he valued Christ over Egypt? That doesn't make sense. Moses didn't have Christ. Christ was many thousands of years later. Uh, no, that's not true. As we see here, his faith was in Jesus. And if you go into the New Testament, you see this. First, or John 1, 45. <clears throat> this is Philip after he's seen Christ going to Nathanael. And what does he say? Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He says, Hey, we found the one Moses was talking about. He's excited because he found the one that was all the prophets were talking about. Jesus himself says in John 5, For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. Jesus says, Moses, all the way back then, he was writing about me. Later in Luke 9, 30, he says, Behold, two men were talking with him. This is on the Mount of Transfiguration. And who were there talking with Jesus? Moses. And Elijah, Moses' faith was in Christ. Moses knew God would send a savior to bring a kingdom. And this is the choice he made to to embrace the reproach of Christ rather than the treasures of Egypt. Moses knew God would send a savior to bring a kingdom. And the choice is for us too. What choice will we make? Knowing that choosing Christ is always costly. Always costly. We always must give up something. Jesus says in Matthew 10, And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. If we are to put Christ... And the world side by side, what do we see? Do we put Christ and the world, consider both of them, and which do we find to be of greater value? That's the question, isn't it? What do you value this day? The world seems to have power. They seem strong while at times God seems to be weak. It may seem at times to be a poor choice to pick against the world. But Moses understood something. He understood that power is not all things. That sometimes it is greater to choose the reproach It comes with Jesus. He saw firsthand the power of God. He learned from it through his parents. And so he turned to God. 
What will you choose, brothers and sisters in Christ? You have the same thing set before you. You have God and his promise of eternity. You have the promise of end of pain and suffering, a promise that is to come. But you also have set before you the world and its immediate offers of pleasure. It's immediate offers of power and position. What will you choose? Will you choose this world or will you choose God? That's the question. At the end of the day, it's a simple question. Where will you put your faith? In what will you trust in? By faith, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking to the reward. I love that next week as we come up on the Sunday before Christmas, we're going to continue here and we're going to look at the Passover. We've been looking at the Passover in Sunday school, but we're going to look at it next Sunday as well. And I think it's such a great, as I thought about, well, do I go somewhere else or do I go to this next portion? What a great message for Christmas. Jesus comes as the Passover lamb. We saw this morning that firstborn who was consecrated, dedicated to God. Moses saw this as being greater than all else. He had a choice before him, Egypt or God, money or oppression. And he chose God. He had faith that God would do all that he said he would do. And he put his trust there. Not in this world, not in its powers. And he did this because he considered that God was greater, of more infinite value than all else. He weighed them side by side. Bunk, no contest. No contest. Even when it doesn't make sense to all that is set before us, he is infinitely greater. Set before us, before us is something that we are to remember. We are to remember Christ in this. You've given up the pleasures and the the. the Promises of this world for Jesus' body broken and his blood poured out. This is what we come to to remember. By faith, by faith let us come. And by faith, let us put our trust in him. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we we thank you so much for the message that is set here before us. Would we, like Moses, put our trust in you, even when, by the world's standard, it doesn't make sense? Let us understand that you are far greater than anything this world has to offer. We ask and pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.